0: The Virtual CISO Moment is brought to you by vCISO Services, a leading provider of quality and experienced virtual chief information security officers for small and mid-sized businesses. Check them out at vCISOServices.com. Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment. William Burchett joins us today. He is the president of Logos Systems and founder of the VCSO Network. William, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'd like me. to hear a little bit about your background, uh, how you got involved and interested in information security, and particularly as you migrated into the virtual CISO space.
1: Sure, absolutely. So interest in cybersecurity, you know, this has been going on ever since I would say I was a teenager, you know. Um, you know, back in the day of, uh, getting on bulletin boards and, and reading the rainbow books and, you know, all the hacker knowledge that was out there. And then, uh, it just expanded from there, uh, different parts of, you know, my career moving in different areas, just the interest kept growing. So, um, you know, at this point I've, I've officially been doing it since about 90, 98, um, been doing the, uh, virtual CISO since, uh,
0: you know, going on about two years now. And, um, but yeah. So so how did you uh, migrate into the virtual CISO space?
1: Sure. So uh, during COVID, um, you know, I'd, I'd always done kind of the 1099 work and consulting. And, uh, you know, when during COVID, I think we all had a little bit of a chance to sit down and reflect what we really wanted to do and, you know, what our goals were. And so uh October of uh you know 2020 is, is when I uh decided, you know what, let me go ahead and incorporate, start this
0: up officially, and then uh, you know, start working for myself. And so then you're you're an entrepreneur as well, too. It sounds like. I am. So uh did I pronounce it right at the beginning? Is it logos system?
1: Uh logos, logos, depending on if you want to take the Greek word or uh the <laughs> what English- what is
0: what is, what is the, what is the Greek word that's based on? I'm not Greek. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I took, no, I took no. Latin in uh, school, but not Greek.
1: Yeah. So, so Logos or uh, Logos is, uh, you know, kind of the root word for logic,
0: you ah, know, logical okay. thinking it's,
1: it's also, uh, you know, a lot of the philosophers say that Logos is what makes humans human and, you know, in information security, it's all about that human element and, you know, getting security to where, um, it's usable and uh, not intrusive. So, you know, the ability to think, learn,
0: reason, um, that's Logos. So what is your, um, okay, so you provide virtual CISO services through Logos or how whatever the, connect, the, the preferred pronunciation is, depending upon if you want to go Greek or not. Um, what is your uh, um, typical client? Uh, do you do you have a specific industry or size you focus on or not no no
1: um as as clients you know we're we're running um virtual CISO services for some uh FQHCs so fully uh federally qualified uh, healthcare care centers um also I've got manufacturing apparel supply chain software development companies um you know to me security is security it's uh you know, my smallest customer has about four employees and the largest one is, um, you know, close to a thousand. So it's a, you know, big, big mix and different industries.
0: So seeing that, a um, couple of questions that come to mind. First of all, what is your experience as to why a company comes looking for a virtual CISO service?
1: Sure. I, I think a lot of it is they've been given bad advice and they want good advice. Um, I also think that, um, you know, they, they realize that with the regulations, with the insurance industry changes, um, that there's things that they need, um, they don't know how to get, um, you know, they ask their managed service providers, they ask, uh, you know, if they have in-house IT staff and. Really, it becomes uh, figuring out what that knowledge gap is, and who can fill that knowledge gap, and what can we afford. And and most of the time, it is a fractional or virtual CISO uh, that that foots the bill. And so that's um, that's what I've seen is they know they need it. Their insurance company telling them they need it, mm-hmm. and then um,
0: you know regulations. So. So you've been doing this now since October of 2020, so closing in on two years. And um, you've, uh, I'm sure you've, you've seen a lot and you've learned a lot in the virtual CISO space. Just based on your experience, what would you think are some um, qualities of a successful VCISO? So maybe the must-haves, the should-haves, the nice-to-haves, and the don't-need. What, what are some qualities that make a virtual CISO successful? Well, and, and,
1: you know, I think this is also what makes a CISO successful. It's, mm-hmm. it's being able to understand the business, understand the business risks, the business uh, mission, focus, um, and then being able to build a security program and a communication path with the leadership that is, you know, that, that way they, they take the advice you know, understand what those risks are and can make a logical decision on how to handle those risks. And, you know, that's, that's probably the must have is you have to have an understanding Mm -hmm. of what questions to ask of, of a board, if there is a board or of the leadership of the company, you know, how can I, if something were to happen, what would kill your business? Mm -hmm. You know, there's many different factors, what would kill your business and understanding that, you know, this scenario or stock market or supply chain or whatever that risk is that, uh, you know, those, you know, we catalog, we call it a risk register, but then understanding how to advise them. And from a business point of view, you know, understanding technical controls and tools and things like that. I think that's lower on the list. Um, You know, a CISO first and foremost is a business advisor. And, uh, you know, taking those uh, controls, tools, elements, yes, that protects the company, but it can only go so far, you know, building that company culture, the understanding, the, you know, that that's where the, the, you know, the golden ticket is. And, and so there's not a one size fits all security program tools, you know, tech stack, whatever
0: you want to call it, uh, you've got to have that business acumen. I think you bring up a really good point, and that's one that's becoming more and more um, obvious, maybe. Maybe that's not quite the right word, but it's definitely emerging in the VCSO field where there are different types of virtual CISOs. And one of the things, one of the types that I tend to try to caution folks that are looking for virtual CISOs are those that are from managed service providers or managed security service providers that are more on a technical base because. It would seem that if you're not coming from a risk management perspective, that you're really not necessarily acting as a virtual CISO, just like a CISO isn't strictly technical, but has to understand all that. I, I would
1: agree. And, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why I started the uh, vCISO network. You know, I was I was out on these different boards, and you know, in in the SMB space, you know, you look at managed service providers, and you know, I thought maybe that's you know the the angle to market and run the business, and then MSSPs, and then you know what I got, w- was seeing was that everything was about what tool can I buy, what's the seat price, what is what security is it going to provide, you know, you've got. MSP advisors out there um, saying, buy this tool, run this scan, read this report to the customer, you know, they'll buy security, you know, raise your MRR or your monthly recurring revenue. And, and, and I think the tough thing that was, that was frustrating to me as a CISO is, yes, that will protect data, but it's not going to protect the company. You know, there's a difference between understanding that due diligence and due care. And, and I think that that's why I created the VCSO network, was let's have a place for VC to get together, learn from each other, you know, let's start improving the maturity of the role, you know, fractional CISOs have been around for a very long time, it's just now blowing up and getting popular. But, you know, there's all kinds of people that think, okay, let me just be a VC. So and, you know, let me do that for a year, and then I can go out and get a CISO role. Um, you know, it, it actually should be the other way around it should. And, 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 you know, that's, that's the way it was for me. Right. You know, I went in, you know, ran a 6,000 person organization with, um, you know, about a 2 billion a year revenue, you know, so I've been in the CISO seat and on the advisory board seats. And, and so that was the reverse. And so I do think it needs to be that, but, you know, it doesn't help when your big audit firms, um, you know, they will go in and stand up a VCSO arm because, you know, they're going to go in and audit, find all the the things that need to be remediated. And then they're going to go in and sell their VCSO service to then turn around and sell managed service. And so it becomes a sales arm. And, you know, I don't think that that has the best interest of the business in mind. It just becomes a a revenue generator. And, And, you know, I think that's where we as VCSOs need to mature, raise expectations, um, you know, get where the clients are looking at a VC. So as, as truly that business advisor and not, um, not a salesman.
0: Yeah. And there's been um, a lot of discussion. I, I think a few weeks on LinkedIn, there was a, um, uh, a, a thread where the, One person was giving an advice that to get into cybersecurity, uh, just claim your VC. So and then and then use your clients to to gain that experience, kind of like OJT without them for free, for free, free, if
1: I remember the post.
0: Right, right. But but that can cause, I think, two big risks where you're 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 first of all not providing, as you said beforehand. That sometimes uh, firms look, look to VCSOs because they've been, they've been given bad advice. So you're giving bad advice to the companies because you don't know what you're doing because you self-admittedly, you're trying to learn on the job. And then also you're basically telling other people you're giving the advice to, in essence, lie. And, and, and that's like a, uh, a kind of a tenant of the security industry as far as like code of ethics. It's like, you know, don't lie. But I, I love the fact that you um, have created the, the VCSO network, the, the sharing platform. And I, I sort of came upon it, I believe, from a LinkedIn post. In fact, it might have been from you. Um, tell me a little bit more about um, how that's structured and how it's promoted and, and, and what the real... I know you talked a little bit about um, getting VCSOs together to share knowledge and, and best practices, maybe dive in a little bit deeper into some of the things you're hoping for there. Sure,
1: absolutely. So so the, the forum itself, you know, I wanted a platform off of social media, you know, there's a lot of security professionals that are like, you know, I'll, I, I want to collaborate, but I'm not going to do it on social media. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did was made the choice not to do it on, on LinkedIn, not to do it on you know, a Facebook group or, or something like that. And so, you know, I went out and I found uh, Mighty Networks, which, you know, it's the same uh, forums that, that power Ted and, you know, a lot of big industry forums. And so, you know, I, I invested in that um, as the platform, just so that, you know, we're, we're not stuck to social. Um, You know, a lot of people act different on social media versus a professional forum. And so that that was kind of the first call. Then, um, you know, looking at, you know, the goal of it was, let's put out good advice, get good CISOs on, you know, I haven't started really marketing it other than a little bit here and there on LinkedIn. Uh, But the idea is, you know, let's get some good advice on these boards and good discussions, because then as we fully market, open it up, um, you know, that, that there's mature, you know, SOs that are practicing that, you know, that understand the role of a CISO and how to do that, whether it be in the enterprise or SMB space. And then that way we're, we're kind of elevating that, uh, the maturity, the uh, expected deliverables of a VCSO. Um, you know, things like how to run a business impact assessment, what's its purpose, uh, same with a privacy impact assessment, you know, talking about the latest regulations, um, you know, getting rid of the, the fear, right, I think the biggest thing in cybersecurity is a lot of people lead with fear and the, and the problem with fear is, it's never ending, you know, as adversaries change their tactics uh, you know their techniques it's going to change so every week you can't go to your customer and say well I know last week I told you to be fearful of this next week we're going to be fearful of this other other thing and and I think that's where you know the VC so network the idea is get us together get these uh, you know common language common understanding of the role of a VC so but I also kind of did it as a as a reverse job board, right? So you know, as we start pushing marketing, instead of you know having companies go out there and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a VC so," um, and then get a thousand VC submit you know their information, is you know I created a section of the VC so network where the VC can go and advertise their practice. And then any companies looking for a VC, so if they log in, they can go to the find a VC so corner and actually look through and, and, and figure out which company might fit the culture or the need or the compliance background that they're expecting experience with. Um, so kind of a reverse job board. Um, I've also, uh, you know, kind of thought to the future. Uh, What does it look like uh, in the VCSO network? And so, you know, there's always the question of monetization of of forums and things like that. And, you know, ultimately my goal there is to have a program um, of training, of tool sets, of things like that, that a VCSO can, you know, kind of log in, have the best practices, have the templates for a GRC, have the risk catalogs, you know, for natural risks, uh, you know, stuff that's not business specific. You know, how can we get a catalog of all those things and actually be a value to a, a VCSO's practice? And so that's probably the future goal of the VCSO network is having this area with these resources, trainings. Um, you know, I've I've worked a, a little bit with um uh with the uh Evan. He's um the the pres, I think the CEO of FR Secure and also created a security studio and the certified VCSO course. And so there's been some collaboration here in the Dallas-Fort Worth market between, uh, you know, some of the VCSOs and and Evan and the the CVCSO course to actually, um, you know, kind of bring this together. So, you know, he's teaching, you know, finding that community, and, you know, using the VCSO network as an example. So we've gotten a lot of referrals through that courseware. So, you know, ultimately the, the, um, you know, I think the long-term strategy is, is let's, you know, make a platform where you've got resources, you've got value, and, um, you know, as a community, we can grow.
0: You know, I'm glad that you brought up the course. I I think it's the same one that, that I'm thinking about, um, that, uh, I know at one point in time it was advertised on one of the LinkedIn boards that, that, that I I run for the, the virtual CISO exchange. And, and the questions that came both into the board there and also privately to me was about a, a couple of things, but mainly about accreditation. Is this an accredited course or will it be accredited? Or because when you hear certification, I think about an accrediting body. And I, and sure. I haven't been able, I haven't been able to um, find out if uh, if there is something behind it, or what the thoughts are behind that, do you have any insight? I,
1: that, that that I don't know. I mean, I haven't asked those questions
0: because I mean the the uh, um, the idea I like, um, but but I kind of go hot and cold on on courses uh, because I've seen a lot. I'm not saying this is the case here, but I've seen a lot in in the industry where it's been companies that have been putting out courses, but it's basically been just kind of like a more like a training course and a money generator. As opposed to a certification so um, but it's an exciting thing it's exciting to, to actually see that there's like some movement to try to educate folks in the virtual CISO world. Um, do, do you have to have any experience as a virtual CISO to join the VCISO VC network or you don't. Okay
1: no, so so the Vcso network is is open for it's open for anybody. I, I mean I do have a kind of a leading question on you know, when you register to say, are you a VCSO? Or are you looking to hire a VCSO? Uh, but that's more of a you know, just so that we understand, you know, if you're not a VC, so if you are, do you have your own practice? Are you looking to, you know, are you a public, you know, a company looking to hire a VC? So it's just more of a kind of a demographic question, uh, but there is no requirements uh, for joining the VC. So network.
0: Okay. Well, good, good. Um, obviously too, you've uh, been been working with small and mid-sized businesses. I think you said that your your customers range from a size of four employees to like a thousand. Uh, what would you say that right now is the highest significant threat to small and mid-sized businesses in information security?
1: I I, I want to go back to bad advice. Um, you know, I I think that yes, rains, You know, it's easy to rattle off ransomware as a threat. Um, you know, ransomware, now we're running into the extortion only. So we're not going to encrypt your data. We're just going to steal your data and then extort you for it. You know, I think as the threats are evolving, yes, there's always that threat. There's always the email vector. There's always that. But but ultimately, it comes down to culture. I mean, when you get into a larger enterprise, you actually have a structured culture. Um, That typically doesn't exist in the uh, SMB space. You know, typically it's a, you know, anybody can go walk into the president's office and ask questions. It's not, there's not a tiered leadership model. So when you take typical cybersecurity governance and you know, top-down approach and and building, you know, these things, they don't exist in the SMB space. And so, you know, really, I think when it comes to the bad advice as being one of the biggest threats, you know, I've I've seen MSPs that Say they do security, but they're not even implementing an EDR because it's too expensive for their bottom line before they do their MRR. Um, but they'll advise the company that it's not needed, or they'll say this version that I'm putting on your computer is the EDR version, but on the background it's not. Um, I think those are those are the biggest risks because you know the the company is putting the customer is putting their their faith, their dollars, their, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're transferring this risk to a third party, mm-hmm. but they're not understanding where that third party is helping or hurting their business. Um, you know, you take some of the uh, biggest, you know, bigger breaches in the channel that have happened over the last few years. And, you know, these are, these are definitely things that that we have to take into account and it's leading to regulations on the MSP side, Um, But, you know, in that regard, you know, you've got one company that has access to, you know, ten, hundred, thousand customers, and they're unifying a tech stack. And if there's any gaps in that tech stack, or in the advice and protections that they're doing, then you're harming the larger population of SMBs. And and I think that's that's the greatest risk for SMB is, you know, I'm paying... To have someone manage my technology so I don't have to hire it out. And I take their, you know, their quarterly business reviews and what they're saying that we need to do. And I'm saying, okay, let's do it. If I can afford it, let's do it. Um, Or, and, and, and then they're taking that and saying, okay, you're protected, but then they get their business insurance quote and it says, okay, provide me all this documentation and none of that documentation exists. Right. You know, there's so that's why I say bad advice is probably the biggest risk because it leads to all the other risks that we as cyber professionals talk about all the time with the ransoms, the fishes, the, you know, all of that.
0: So it sounds like it's fair to say that any SMB that is looking for a virtual CISO should definitely vet the service to see what their experience is in order to ensure that they're not going to get bad advice.
1: I I agree. Yes. And I, I think it's, it goes back to the, you know, trust, but verify, or now the zero trust, right? You know, we as, you know, uh, you know, VCSOs, we're used to doing the vendor questionnaires, the risk assessment questionnaires, the vendor onboarding. They, that, they're so
0: much fun, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> but,
1: but, but, you know, those questions are there for a reason. And yep. so if, if, uh, you know, you were to then turn around and say, let me run this on the service provider that's providing these services. What are they doing to protect me? What are they doing to protect themselves, uh, which in turn protects me, you know, or and interpreting those results, you know, that's mm-hmm. where even a short term VcSO engagement just to help find an MSP is 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 a great move for SMB, you know, even if it's not a long term VC engagement.
0: So you're, you're in the security space, you're an entrepreneur, you're running a collaboration site, a lot of stress involved. What do you do to decompress?
1: Well, so part of the entrepreneur, I have a, another business, um, but no, I'm a firearms instructor. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, stress relief and going to the range and, you know, also training people, you know, personal protection, that kind of thing. So, that's that's my biggest uh decompression.
0: And uh, I'm sure that you uh you pinged on the uh, the uh, California accidental release of um those who had uh, uh I think it was applied for concealed carry or something like that.
1: It, it was everyone that had an issued license.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I um I'm actually going to talk about it later on. Um I think on another segment or maybe maybe I'm not really sure yet. Uh cuz I just saw that come across today. Um, well, all right. Uh, future plans continue to grow the business,
1: continue to grow the, grow the business, grow the VC. So network, um, you know, I'm working on, um, you know, I kind of put a teaser out on LinkedIn. I'm working on something major for the VC. So market, um, you know, I'm, um, you know, meeting with a, a lot of academics, um, you know, with, um, you know, MIT Carnegie Mellon to try to bring something to, uh, to light. So there's, uh, there's some work there. Um, so stay tuned, but yeah, there's, there's definitely big plans to, to grow and, but, but keep doing the VC. thing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, William, I really appreciate you joining us today. It's been a fascinating conversation uh, from everything talking about uh, starting a business to the virtual CISO space. And uh, so website for um, logos.system. Systems, that's your, your company website, it, right? It is, logos.systems. Um, and then vcso.network? Correct. Okay, then I got it right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. All right, thank you. All right, everybody, stay secure.